Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Kim. And, and welcome, welcome to, to a whole nother level. level. Welcome back. I'm your host, Erica. And we have Kim here. Hey guys. <laughs> Let's jump right in to see who's taking it to a whole nother level. This week we have two people um, because our topic this month is motherhood or the lack thereof. And so um, the first person I would like to call out her name is Erica M. Freeman, and she is the founder of Sisters in Loss. They provide resources and support for Black women who experience um, pregnancy or infant loss. And so while I just, I can't even imagine (laughs) dealing with that, having a support system Um, with people that look like you is something that um, I would assume is very beneficial. Um, I will interject for just a minute. I don't normally interrupt this part, but having gone through loss several times, I did not have a good Mm. support system during that time. And that sounds like something that would be amazing. And it took me a long time to be able to talk to people about it. Um, because even like family wasn't really like supportive. Everybody kind of just said, sorry, and just moved on with their day. And it felt like something I was supposed to just like get over. Yeah. Just suck up and and move past it. And and the fact that like, especially like miscarriages happen often, it's a taboo topic, like you were saying, and it's kind of like, okay, you deal with that. And so this, um, this support system it has like a lot of people that look like you that need that support and it helps to empower and uplift black women who deal with um this this difficult issue Uh, another person i wanted to shout out was um kimberly seals alders um she's a journalist author and advocate for maternal and infant health So unfortunately, many black and brown people must advocate for proper health care, something that we discussed before. Um, And so what she did was she created an app that black and indigenous parents can find and review culturally competent and compassionate health care providers. So it's like Yelp, but for health care. And yeah, so it's, um, it's really cool. Um, the app is called Earth, like birth, but without the bias. I think that's what their slogan is. So okay. without the, like the, the B, so it's spelled I-R-T-H. And it's a beautiful website, has a lot of great earth tones on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is yes. this is really great. And so this is her way to contribute to the racial disparities in maternal and infant health care. So Um, And it's another way to empower people of color to make informed decisions about their reproductive health. So, um, yeah, so let's give it up for Erica M. Freeman and Kimberly Seals Alders for taking it to a whole nother level. Yay. And (laughs) did you like purposely have people named Erica and Kim? No, you did not realize. I didn't even realize. <laughs> oh man, no! And I was just, I was gun ho on like I wanted to talk about both of these women, and didn't even occur to me. I, I like I knew Erica. her name was Erica, and I was like, yes, 
she spelled it the right way and then you're smarter than me <laughs> you said erica and i was like oh that's interesting and then you're like kimberly and i was like yeah. oh look at that because, she just yeah. like planned this it was not planned i am not that smart but wow wow well there you have it so yeah if you uh, have experienced pregnancy loss know somebody who's experienced pregnancy loss mm. please um, reach out to someone or use one of the use this resource mm. and if you are expecting or have a newborn um and need some help to find a good provider please use kimberly's resource yeah. too so earth, earth i-r-t-h.com yep. what was it Mm, no <laughs> that's the name of the app I don't know oh, about oh the it's the app I yeah did not... it's the app yes Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's okay well um we're going to start off um with a question we're gonna have two questions this uh this week um one's gonna be fun and then one's gonna get us into our conversation so the first question I wanted to ask you was since 2000 what okay. has been the most popular black girl name? No clue, yeah. no idea. I don't yeah. even think I have friends who I'm like, oh, I have a lot of friends with this name. Um, because around then, a lot of people wanted to do like unique names and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, think about what's, what happened around 2000. Like what was Girl, I don't remember what's happening. 23 years ago. It was 23 um, years ago. For me, it was college, but was anyway. College. <sighs> Anything significant? Michelle. Happened? Who's Michelle? Oh, <laughs> like Michelle the name. <laughs> I forgot about the question. Uh, <laughs> Michelle. So that's that your was 2008. Sorry. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, Michelle Obama. Mm, Michelle Obama. Um, yes. Okay. Happened in 2000. It was. I don't know what happened in 2000. Oh. Um, I think it happened in 2000. I don't know. Just give me a name. Um, Erica. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like our names are the things that were popular in the seventies. And that's how like us in the eighties got like our names. Cause a lot of our parents, yeah. like things that was, they were in the seventies or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I know personally, I was named at the Erica Kane on all, oh, my, all my children. <laughs> yes. My mom was going to name me Erica Monique. Um, but my little cousin has that name. And so she decided against it. Um, but the most popular name in 2000, well, since 2000 has been Aaliyah. Oh. Yeah. And then like the next. Spelled like, how? Like A-A-L-I-Y-H. <laughs> Aaliyah. Okay. You should have had that song rolling in your head. It was that. in my head. Because <laughs> um, I've seen it spelled like different ways, like A-L-E-E. Yeah. A. H or H or something like that. I, yeah, okay. I've seen it. It's different. Yeah, that's when people get like creative and stuff like that. But what was very interesting is like the next nine names were like they rhymed. So it was like Aaliyah was number one, then like Jalea, Malia. Uh, it was so many Leahs. 
after oh. that. And I was like, wow. Okay. Not a name I even thought about. No, no, it's very interesting. So that was fun. Um, so and- then you telling me about the 2000s was to kind of make me yeah. think of Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. <clears throat> Which Who died yeah. in mm-hmm. 2000, right? Or 2001. That's when I was like, I don't know. I think it was I, in 2000. I remember vividly where I was when I found out that she passed away. I was at, mm-hmm. I was in college. Yep. So I know it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at a party. I was oh. at a party and somebody, here's the dating. Somebody got a two-way text, the DJ, and was like, I hope this is not actual news, but I heard Aaliyah just passed away in a plane crash. Like, Oh, I was wow. at a party with our former guest. Oh, Aikisha. I think I, I rem- on the I rare think- occasion we were at a party. I think I found out then the next day because I, I remember it was daytime when I found out. Yeah, but I also was not very into like pop culture and still. Am. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't like we all had phones to like yeah, know or you know. Weird have uh tmz just apprise us i feel like they always have the jump on like who passed away okay Okay. well that was fun do you know why you were named kim i don't know but it was a very popular name it was and i always had several kims in my class like in like high school and everything there were at least like three or four kims Kim, Kimberly, Kimberly with the EE at the end, like all the variations of some people were only named Kim. Uh, My name is. Oh, no, not Kimberly. Traditionally with the LY. I know I met a kid named DJ and I was like, why? DJ Tanner? Like your name was DJ. DJ, her name was like Donna Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is a very uh, specific thing that I know. Yeah. Sorry, I thought since we were talking about that time, I don't even know what DJ Tanner's real name was. Candace. We'll look it up. I know. I mean, I know her real name. Oh. Candace Cameron. <laughs> I was just Ray. like. Um, yeah. Did I tell you this, that Nick swears he saw her before? Like at a hotel that we were staying at once. Oh. He was like, you know that girl from full house i was like i ain't see her he was the only one in the family who saw her but it is conceivable we did also see the brooklyn nets while we were at this hotel so i told you my story about that that i was like totally oblivious like i was like oh look at this tall dude getting on the elevator (laughs) with me and then i was like why does he have all this like nba stuff on like what is this obsession (laughs) what is this obsession (laughs) yeah and then like the trainers got on too and I was like oh he's in the NBA I think I would have thought the same thing I'm like this guy is doing the most I'm like yeah. calm down they no, are not, not like, paying you not like <laughs> you're not really like paying attention you're gonna be staring yeah. at somebody so I was just like looking at his shoes and then looking at his thing and I was like oh and then like it was COVID time so he had a yeah. mask on so I had no clue so mm. The elevator, if you ever go to the Four Seasons in Philadelphia, um, it's at the top, like, I'm going to say like five or six floors. It might be more mm-hmm. than that um, of the building. Mm-hmm. So you have to like take an elevator all the way to the top because the um, 
front desk is the actual top floor. Okay. Um, so we had a long trek down. So I'm like Googling the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out who this person is. And they have a mask on. And I was like, it's rude to be like, excuse me, who are you? <laughs> who are you? If you're popular. Can my kids get a quick picture with you? Yeah. So I just stood there quiet. It was a very mom thing to say if you were to say it. <laughs> no I was like this is embarrassing so I'll just let him have peace on the elevator whoever he may be oh so speaking of doing mom things my question for you today is how would you describe motherhood like they say it's the toughest most rewarding job that you could have right because you are responsible for other human beings and the way they turn out yeah in life and it's like it is a crazy 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 job calling whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um know that you're responsible for those types of things and like the ultimate goal is to go from like somebody who cannot function without you Mm -hmm. to have a fully functioning adult who ideally does not need you Mm. if you did everything right right they want to hang out with you because they want to but they don't like need Mm. things from you okay ideally did you you think did you have that same thought process before you were a mother or was it something that you gradually learned I think it's hard to think like for me to think like super long-term when you start thinking Mm. about having kids, you're just thinking about, Oh, I'm going to have a baby. And how do I take care of this baby? And it's going to be cute. And it's going to need me for all these (laughs) things. And like, not like, Oh, they're going to need to know how to wash clothes or Mm. (laughs) do all those things that you want your significant other partner to be able to be functional to do and then you look at those things and be like yeah I gotta make sure you know how to do these things that this person doesn't do too um but I'm sure there are a lot of people who actually have the foresight to like be like have a long-term plan in place no I think that that, that. yeah I think that that's the the common idea where you you're thinking the about the first maybe year or two like how difficult it is to be a mother and how that changes your life and then as you as this little human starts to form you're like oh I need to teach you how to do you know how to walk how to talk and then it's like the next level oh I need Mm -hmm. to teach you how to do this and this and this and so as you go and then I guess after a few years you're just like oh I need to make sure that you're a good human not just the functioning (laughs) one like a good functioning human and so and think if you have a plan like this is the way it's gonna go I think you're gonna be rudely interrupted by life cosmos Mm. whatever you believe in the lord because I don't think any two kids are alike yeah too so whatever worked for their first kid to make them that okay functioning human probably will not work for the second kid and definitely, if you go more than that, will not continue to work for the third kid and beyond. Um, <laughs> so 
like if you have like these thoughts in your head, oh, my kid is going to do this and they're going to love this. And maybe other people have different experiences, but our kid is disgusted by anything that has to do with the human body and blood or anything. Not that I wanted my kid to be like a doctor or anything like that, but like Mm -hmm. then they'll hate it. (laughs) Right. I'm going to put that in me. I mean, I see people. I, I don't know if I'm doing this right sometimes because I see people yeah. whose kids are in like all things like, mm-hmm. oh, look at them. First chair orchestra. And now we're going to swim oh. and now we're doing this. And I'm like, yeah. that's amazing. I'm tired just looking at you guys <laughs> do this thing. Like we had the kids in a lot of stuff pre-pandemic. Like yeah. we had dance. They had both the older children had music things that they did. One was in piano lessons. The other one was in, was in what was called kinder music, um, which all three kids have kind of been, that was like something I could do with the kids because mm-hmm. it's like parent child for the first couple of years. And so they had that, they had something else. And so like every night of the week we were running here mm. or there and like then the pandemic came and everything stopped. And I was like, Ooh, this is nice. <laughs> we get to just sit at home like for a little bit. I'm not running everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like bad. Cause like, no, they're in nothing. Mm. Well, one's in dance. Yeah. Which they tell me now that I paid for their costume and everything that they really don't like. So they're going to continue with that until the recital and then we'll reconvene. So I do try to put them in something that's Mm -hmm. like an activity. Um, I think learning like teamwork is good. The other one was in gymnastics, the middle child and again, like you can't plan for these things. Um, (laughs) They're good at it. They got moved up from level one to level two, um, but the time changed and the yeah. time was literally from like seven to eight 30 PM um, PM. No. And yeah, that's what my kids said. Like what you want me to stay out till like eight 30 right. at night. This is a kid who is right. like strict, like I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> and she's like, this is mm-hmm. too late. It's too late. That, I mean, beyond too late for me. I can't yeah. function. It's too long. No. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what we'll we'll do. Did you find some of the um, the methods that your your mother did and implement that into your routine that you use with your kids? Somewhat. Okay. Um. I mean, being in like an activity and things like Mm -hmm. that. Yes. But when I was growing up, I have siblings, but I'm the baby by a lot, like nine years. Okay. That whole like dynamic of trying to figure out all these schedules and things was Mm -hmm. not something my mom necessarily like had to do. Got it. A lot of the time it was just me. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it's a lot different Mm because like- how I work. My mom worked full time. She was like, was like, mm-hmm. was a nurse in a hospital mm-hmm. when I was younger. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you know anything about that. Those shifts can be long. Yeah. So a lot of times, like I was with my dad, mm-hmm. like we would travel places and we would do things, but like trying to like keep up with things, make sure that they're 
in church again. Mm. Like I feel sometimes I'm doing the opposite. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you but, reach out to your mother a lot. Yes. Oh, well, you, this is a question. Do you reach yes. out to her so that she, I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel like, did, did she run into this type of thing? Like, I don't know if, if I, youngest is yeah. running around with no pants on and you're like, he doesn't want to put on pants. Mom, can you help me? I don't know. I don't know what children do. I don't know that that's like <laughs> the way I do things. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, sounds good. I will talk to my mom and I might complain about that thing, but okay. I won't be like, hey mom, how did you get me oh, to get pants on? Or like yeah. that kind of thing. She may offer like some advice, but I kind of mm-hmm. tell her like, uh, okay, this is what we're doing. I Got mean, it. I asked for a lot of help from like my mm. mom and my mother-in-law and like helping out with the kids yeah. or coming to do this. Like my mom, my mother-in-law takes one to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use people as a sounding board, but I don't necessarily yeah. like say, okay, how did you do this? Teach me what you did. Right. To do. And maybe that should be what I do. I don't know. Like, I mean, well, it differs now I guess. <laughs> well, it's different because the way that your parents parent is not the way that you parent. And so, yeah. um, they're the way that people, and the way that I would parent something or a child or a person order, I wouldn't necessarily do it the way that you would do it. Yeah. And so everybody has different parenting styles. Um, so yeah, like you said, having a sounding board, like, Hey, what would you do if, yeah. you know, the youngest won't put pants on and just kind of taking people information in and then mm-hmm. coming up with your own solution yeah. from that. And like, Oh, maybe, you know, Tony had a good idea about like, yeah. And sometimes in. you start to get too much info from people so then you learn Mm. like to like temper that with like oh this is what we're doing now this is what we're trying or reaching out to um sources that align with what you like what your Mm. parenting philosophies are got it um Mm -hmm. because then you start to get like overrun and then people feel like like silly stuff happens like you know with your first kid, you get like super excited about things yeah. and people want to know names and they want to know this. Yeah. And then they give you opinions. Like you were like, mm. my kid's name is going to be X, Y, Z. And they're like, yeah. X, Y, Z. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm. Or, oh, X, Y, Z. That's great. Where did you get yeah. it? Blah, blah, blah. All this. And then like people feel obliged to tell you their opinions on yeah. this. And you're like, um, I didn't even really offer up the name you asked That's me about. True. Like, so then when people don't want to tell names, like, I'm like, I don't care. Your name is your name. If you want to tell, good. Yeah. If you don't, or so like other things like that. Like, and then I think after a while, you realize things are in phases with parenthood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're going through this right now, but this phase will turn into another phase. So mm-hmm. like, at some point this will pass with most things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's hard to figure out until you've been in it for a mm. while. Um, I even say that like with people who have kids really, really close together, mm-hmm. that's hard to see because you don't get to see like the end of that phase and the beginning oh. of another one before you had another kid. Okay. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, 
to feel comfortable about the change. And so it takes longer to like be like, oh, okay, like this not having pants on thing is a is a phase. He's yeah. um just exploring, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it could not be. And I think your feelings about what people do and how people parent and things change. Mm-hmm. The longer you're a parent and the amount of kids and things that you have. So I did like a video visit and like two kids mm-hmm. were sitting there. And then, like you said, one kid only had a diaper on. Yeah. And, you know, not being a parent, you could be appalled. Yeah. Heck, being a first time parent, you might be like, oh, maybe they're in between. Being a third time parent, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a kid with them. Whatever. <laughs> what do you think about? So, as somebody with no kids, I have opinions about things, but I don't know if it's my place to say anything because people are like, well, you don't have kids, you don't know. And I'm just like, well, I observe this is happening. And mm-hmm. because you may not see it as a parent that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Let's for for an example, say it's like, I see that you're showing favoritism to this one kid versus this one. And as mm-hmm. a parent, you don't feel that way, but I can see the difference. I can see the language that's being used differently on one kid versus another. So while I don't have kids, I do have eyes and ears. Uh, would you Would you want somebody to like give you advice about that or talk to you about it? Or is it just like, keep your opinion to yourself? I, I think like the way that you would approach it, I guess, would be the most ideal. So maybe not giving like advice, maybe just saying like noticing like, hey, I noticed that you talk to kid A like this, but then kid B like that, like why? And maybe yeah. just doing it where they can come to their own conclusion as opposed to seem like, well, I think you're showing favoritism to kid B and I think you should do this. I don't think in a lot of situations, people are like responsive to just in general yeah. to that just kind of feedback. Um, so maybe more of like in an inquisitive way, like if somebody just approached me with like, hey, why do you do that with this kid versus that kid? And maybe they have an explanation. Yeah. I tried this with that kid and that doesn't work. And this what seems to work. Or maybe Mm -hmm. they say, hmm, I didn't notice that I do that. Um, Maybe I'll change up. So I think all the time being more of like open-ended and inquisitive as opposed to I know what you're doing and I think you need to change like um, authoritative um, works, even, you know, sometimes with your kids. That makes sense. Well, this was a great conversation. Um, I can't wait for the rest of this month as we discover and and talk more about motherhood and the lack thereof. So um, this was... um, fantastic and I hope we have something for everybody so it's not just a month of motherhood for people who are mothers Um, right we want to make sure that we're inclusive of everyone with everyone yes and that wraps up another show of a whole nother level check us out on instagram at wnl underscore podcast until next time bye bye all right 
Welcome back to a whole nother level. I'm your host, Kim. Nope, that's not my name at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm your sorry. host, Kim. I don't even know my own name. Okay. Maybe we should keep this. <laughs> I'm going to try this again. <laughs> We are so rusty. We really should do like a five-minute. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of A Whole Nother Level, we invite you to join us on Instagram at WNL underscore podcast. Please rate and review us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Kim and Erica letting you know that you can always take your life to a whole nother level.